This one's for Pita. The following podcast may contain graphic language, content, and sarcasm. If you're easily offended, tenderhearted, or a bitch sissy, stop listening now. Oh man, it's Rocktober, and you all know what that means. Halloween is here. Coming up in just a few minutes. Broadcasting from an abandoned missile silo in the shadowy recesses of the outlands of the Arizona desert, they've created a haven where their tortured souls fester in all the intense heat and weirdness that the post-apocalyptic wasteland has to offer. Welcome. This is the House of Freaks Podcast. It's that time of year again. What are you doing, Lionel? I'd rather not say. You might laugh. Oh, I never laugh at you, Linus. You're so intelligent. I'm writing to the Great Pumpkin. You say the cutest thing. <laughs> On Halloween night, the Great Pumpkin rises out of the pumpkin patch and flies through the air to bring toys to all the good little children everywhere. Wouldn't you like to sit with me in the pumpkin patch on Halloween night and wait for the great pumpkin? Oh, I'd love to, Linus. What? Don't do it, Linus. That shit will get you put in jail. Mm. <laughs> oh, not in this day and age. <laughs> wow. Man, there's going to be court hearings on CNN if you ain't careful. <laughs> Too close to politics. Oh, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Ah. So remember, guys, stay out of those pumpkin patches. You'd be good this Halloween. That's a message, public service announcement from the Lady Belladonna and Jasperino coming to you live like a goddamn suicide on a Tuesday night straight from the outlands of Arizona and the little slice of heaven we like to call the Missile Silo. What's up, Lady Belladonna? Nothing. Freaks and weirdos, it is time. Welcome to episode one of our Halloween, Halloween spectacular. spectacular. Wow. God, I love that. I know you do. Episode one of four this month, the month of October. We're rocking and rolling. I got lyrics, the wake of spirits. <clears throat> All right, so there's a couple things I need to get out real quick. First off being, if you're not uh, following us on social media, shame on you, unless uh, 
you're prisoner of the robot lizard overlords and you don't have access to social media, then that's the only excuse. But you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook page, The House of Freaks. We have a Facebook group, The House of Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Instagram under The House of Freaks. Surprise, surprise. Find us on Twitter at Jasperino at HOF underscore podcast. And where else are we? We are on Stitcher. We are on Instagram. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes because we're kind of a big deal. The other thing I would like to point out is that if you are haunted or scared or scared of being haunted or you're looking for someone to haunt you, send us an email at the House of Freaks Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your stories, your creepy <laughs> goings on, your happenings. And if we use your story or your email on the podcast, I will get your address and I will send you, freak and or weirdo, a care package straight from the missile silo. It could be anything. It could be a dead animal I found in the backyard. Uh-uh. Serial killer status Gross. in a shoebox with a heart on it because it places the lotion on its skin. Uh-uh. Would you listen to the podcast? I'd listen to the podcast. I'd listen to the podcast so fucking hard. Wow. <laughs> I'm in a great mood because you know why? It's October here in the Outlands. The weather's starting to change. I shouldn't have, but today I wore a long sleeve shirt under a short sleeve <laughs> shirt, which is one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very happy about it. Okay, the next thing I want to say... Because I have so, so many things to share with you tonight. Is that the Lady Belladonna and I totally suck at 31 Days of Halloween. <laughs> we had these grandiose plans of watching a horror movie every night. And I'm like, I'll post it on Instagram. And it'll up our Instagram following. Because people will be interested in the kind of horror movies we're watching every night. And then on the podcast, we can go down the list of movies we've watched and talk about them, and it'll be really, really cool. Haven't I been talking about this since last mm. last Halloween? I started talking about yeah. this, and uh, we suck. Um, um, we don't suck. We have commitment issues, I guess. Uh, <laughs> structure of any kind freaks us out, and uh, we can't that follow us. We can't follow a program schedule. That might actually be the problem. We uh, we were faithful for two nights. Yeah. And then it all fell <laughs> We didn't shit. make it more than two days. <laughs> so let's talk about stuff we have watched, though, because we did watch some other stuff before that that I think is worth talking about. We watched Oculus. Yeah. That was our first movie. What was our second movie? That short. I can't remember. It was Tales of Halloween? Yeah, something like that. Really? When was October 1st? Was it a Monday? Let's see. I'm pulling up my calendar here. My handy dandy. It, would it have was to a be, Monday. It was the 6th. Okay, was so. The first was a Monday, so we watched Oculus, which was awesome. It's one of my favorite movies uh, about a demon-possessed mirror after Amy Pond and her brother. I know that's not her name. Karen Gillian. Otherwise known as Nebula, Nebula. the hottest blue chick we know. Um, I wish we knew her. Right? And uh, so that was cool. And then the second night, I screwed up and I wasn't here. 
but the Lady Belladonna endeavored to persevere without me and watch Tales of Halloween, which is an awesome anthology movie that we've watched before in the vein of movies like Trick or Treat yeah. and uh, Creep Show. Yeah. What were you going to say? Nothing. What movie? Oh, I thought you had another one. Double X. That was a good anthology movie. Anyway, and after that, there's no excuse because I was home all those other nights and we just fell off. Because the problem is we lay our little heads down on our pillows to go to sleep and I go, fuck, we didn't watch a movie. And then I'm too tired. I got, I had all these, and you got to thank the Lady Belladonna, loyal listeners, for keeping me honest because I would lie out my ass to you if she'd let me. I was like saying things like, we could just start a movie and go to sleep and it kind of counts as watching it because it played. And she's like, no. And I'm like, I can watch a movie at work on my Kindle. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all kinds of devious things I tried to do, but I was not allowed to do because I she... I didn't want to be near you because then your pants would be on fire and I might get burned. Exactly, because she loves you, freaks and weirdos. Everybody take a moment to reflect on that. Aww. Aww. Okay. So, we did, however, catch a couple of good movies that weren't part of our October because they happened right before October. One of which being Hereditary... That was good. Holy crap, Hereditary. If you have not seen that movie, just buy it. Don't even watch it. Buy it. You need to buy it because you're going to want to watch it again and again. Because holy crap, that is one of the movies. I was talking to our good buddy and cult leader, Victor Moreno, about it over the weekend. And he very correctly stated, it's one of those movies that you want to watch over and over again because you're going to catch different stuff every Every time time you watch it. And I can't even tell you one thing about that movie without giving it away because it's one of those movies you need to not just watch, you need to experience it. Yeah. Because it was very refreshing. The other thing we watched that I found refreshing that you didn't agree with me as much on was Terrifier that Mm. we caught on Netflix. Good old creepy clown movie. I was actually very just... I was disappointed with the ending and I'm just leaving You know, yeah, the ending... uh, Lady Belladonna thought the ending kind of ruined the whole movie, which I guess it kind of did, but the rest of the movie, it was so refreshing to see a nice, gory rated R horror movie. I mean, it was nice and gory and it was definitely uh, rated R, but for me, the ending can definitely kill the whole movie. And it did. And it's sad. The Lady Belladonna gives that ending three bowls of dick. <laughs> what were we doing? We Oh, what was our movie ratings? Oh, bats. We were doing bats. bats. All right. I would give Hereditary... How many bats is max? Four or five? Five. I'd give Hereditary uh, four and a half bats. Only because I don't believe in perfect scores. And uh, I would give Terrifier four bats. Mm. I enjoyed it. The ending kind of ruined it, but it and I would three. give Oculus gets four and a half bats because I have probably watched that movie a dozen times and it never gets old. Like I. So love what he doesn't movie. know is now he's made it so that it's four and a half bats is as many as you can get. No, yeah. I, I'm sure there's something out there that'll get five. I doubt it. What if, would you if give? If you didn't uh, give Oculus that, you're not gonna give anything. What back. would you give? Uh, you know, Oculus, I'm going to pull a Joe Bob Briggs here. Oculus would have got five bats if there was a Karen Gillian shower scene in it, which there wasn't. Mm. So there you go, creator of Oculus. Thanks. You did it to yourself. You're awful. What would you give Tales of Halloween? I'd give it three. I'd give it a solid three. Yeah. I liked it. Well, it's rewatchable, so yeah. Yes. 
We and it actually made that chick from um, from Walking Dead not look as bad. Was it Andrea? No, it was no. that nasty trash chick. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, oh, the the trash queen lady. Yeah. Yeah, she's creepy. She didn't look as, like, she's usually really, like, gross. What was, uh, what did we just watch? It was, uh, oh, it's going to slip away from me now. Oh, what was the name of that movie that we watched? It was really, it was an anthology movie. Uh-huh. It was really good. I posted about it on Instagram, and everybody liked it. Mm-hmm. And the guy... That wrote the movie, followed us on Instagram. It was pretty cool. Um, and now I can't remember the freaking name of it. Uh, it was the one with the witch and the little witch doll or whatever was in every every uh, story. Mm, oh, it wasn't an anthology. That was a... Yeah, it was. Well, I mean, it wasn't a movie. Like oh, it was that. like a series. It was a series. And now I'm mad because I can't remember what it was called. And I can I see it in my head, but I can't see it. I totally it. can, too, and I'm trying to get on my Because it had the old school decorations. Yeah. Right? And then wasn't the one with the the stuffed bunny that kept, like, doing shit? Are we getting that confused with something else? I don't think so. Because at the end, the little girl has to kill the, d- the bunny doll. Isn't that the same one? Oh, wait, it's right here. It's right here. It's uh, the witching hour. That's right. Oh, the witching season. The witching season. season. Yeah. If you guys have not seen the witching season, you need to binge the whole thing on Amazon. It's only a few episodes, and it's amazing. We loved it. Yeah, it was pretty good. I'd give it three snaps up in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> Jasper on film. Right. All right. So there you go. Um, we are going to try to do better. I am undaunted. We are going to try to watch some more horror movies, even though we kind of screwed right it up now already. now you need to focus on your other goal that may not come. What's that? You want to do an awful lot of episodes in one month. Oh, yeah. This is number one, and we're doing it. We are here, and we are doing it. Tonight. Nine days in. Wow. <laughs> Tonight, we are going to be talking about the afterlife. Mm. Because... You cannot be haunted on Halloween if there's no ghosts, and you can't have ghosts if there's no afterlife. Mm. However, there is a little bit of a deeper reason that we want to talk about the afterlife. Um, kind of all joking aside, as I don't know if you guys realize this, and we hope this is kind of the same for you, this podcast is kind of like therapy for us. When we sit down and we do this for an hour or two, and we talk about stuff and we laugh, um, it's kind of therapeutic to our emotional state, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And when we don't do it for a while, we kind of get kind of weird. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I end up, you know, standing on my desk in my underwear singing, I see a little silhouette of a man. Remember when mm, I did that? No. Oh. Because your desk would have collapsed. Thank- oh, wow. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Not because you're fat. Because Sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> Not because you're fat, but because the desk isn't in great shape. <laughs> right, it's a good old IKEA desk. <laughs> Even the granddaughter thought that was a sick bird. <laughs> As I was saying, um, we wanted to talk about the afterlife a little bit with this being a therapeutic thing, because we've lost quite a few people lately in our lives or in people that are in our lives have lost people and it's been a little weird yeah 
Um, I mean, we're getting, you know, you're used to uh, occasionally somebody's 90-year-old uncle dies. Or somebody's grandmother. Or somebody's grandma. Or, you know, something that you're like, yeah, you know, it's sad, but it happens because people grow old and that's, you know. But we seem to have lost a lot of people lately that were just way too young to go. Yeah. And it started a few months ago. I have a really, we have a really good friend who lost her daughter. And, um... It was rough. And I have a good friend that lost his brother who was only maybe 50, if that. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, the Lady Belladonna just lost someone close to her recently. And uh, it's just been a weird time for us. And, you you know, um, and in times of loss, you always find yourself reflecting and not it's not just us losing people i've talked to a lot of people that have lost people lately and it seems to be a reoccurring theme well i even have a friend who just lost his father oh really and he's this this friend is only like 22 or 23 see that's too see i lost my dad when i was what was i 28 yeah and that's too young and years younger than you were it's too young to lose your dad i mean you're never ready for it but it's but there's something about being in your 20s and losing your father that just yes. seems horrible. But I feel like it's even worse to be a parent and you've lost your 20-something-year-old child. Right. And I feel like that's been happening a little too often. Exactly. And um, no parent should outlive their children. Yeah. As a parent, that's probably one of my worst nightmares. But I have... We have lots of friends. I And I've been reflecting a lot because... We're seriously um, talking about doing an altar for Dia de los Muertos this year, and I really think we need to because yeah. I've been reflecting. I've lost a lot of good friends over the years. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, I lost my buddy Blake to cancer, and uh, man, just too many people. And I've talked to too many people that have lost people to cancer, and it freaking sucks. It's it's really hard. Yeah. So. What we tried to do is opening up, and we're trying to have some fun because it's October and it's Halloween, but we thought we'd talk a little about the afterlife and get this serious stuff out of the way, so the rest of the month we're going to party. We promise you guys, it's be kind of a serious episode, we're going to try to have some fun with it, but uh, we're going to party for the rest of the month. The, the next three episodes, trust me, I got some good stuff coming up, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. So, when you're... When you're met with grief and you have to deal with loss, um, everybody starts thinking about, is there an afterlife? Is there something after this, beyond this mortal coil, beyond the veil? You know, we're in the time of year as pagans right now. We're in the time of year where we believe that the veil between the living and the dead is, is getting thin. And it'll be the thinnest on Samhain, which is Halloween, and the following day, which is Dia de los Muertos. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when you have the greatest chance that the dead can cross over into the world of the living if they haven't been able to do it already. Because the veil between the two worlds is so thin. And it's a great time of year for divination and for spellcasting and for communication and, and different things like that that we're totally into. Um... And things start to happen. Our house gets a little busier this time of year because the veil is thinning. We start seeing more things and hearing more things. And stuff starts happening in a spiritual kind of way with us. 
but we wanted to reflect a little bit on what happens after we leave this plane of existence. And I want to first off say, before we say anything else, that we don't know. The Lady Belladonna and I have no freaking clue. Mm-hmm. We're like Ozzy Osbourne. Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> Except you could understand what I said. <laughs> we haven't done enough drugs. I just said, oh, to Sharon! I could, oh, I can't wait. I can, Karen! Sorry. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you looked at me like I just ratted you out to witness protection. It's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, we're banking on most of the people that listen to this know us anyways. So. I know that, but I hate my name. So. My name is Jasperino, if anybody's wondering. Um, there's a, there's a video. It's not what your mom named you. There's this, you. My name is spelled wrong on my birth certificate, and that's not even a lie. <laughs> there's this funny YouTube video that somebody made of the Justice League, and they're like talking, well, we trust each other. I think we need to know each other's secret identities. And he's like, I don't want to know. And, <laughs> and Batman's like, Fuck you. Wally West, Clark Kent, you know, Hal Jordan. And then he gets to himself and he rips his mask off and there's another mask in it and he goes, Batman. <laughs> it's hilarious. Your name on your birth certificate is Jess Parr, isn't it? I know. It's spelled an A instead of an E. It's totally, sp- it's Jess Parrino. It's spelled wrong. Um, there's no E, no. I know. Like, shoot. Mm. Anyway. You sidetracked me now. <laughs> I think you we don't know. Yourself. The point is, we don't know the answers. And I'm a firm believer that anybody says they know beyond a shadow of a doubt what happens after you die is either an idiot or seriously demented in denial and lying to themselves. Um, because you can't know. Nobody knows. There's really no way of knowing. And if you could know, would you really want to? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... Uh, there's two schools of thought on that for me. It's what number one, where would the fun in that be? Right. And number two, what if it fucking sucks and there's nothing? Do you want to live your whole life knowing that? Well, there are people you know? that believe that they live their whole life knowing that. Oh, there are people that believe that, but they no one really knows. And you can be cynical and you can say, oh, yeah, when we die, we're just worm food. Nothing happens, just blackness. We're done. Fine, think that, but you don't know. No, you don't. You know? Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about the afterlife and how other religions and worldviews view it, how we view it, how other people have viewed it, interesting concepts on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a couple things to bring up that I'm sure you're going to want to talk about Mm -hmm. that I was thinking about as far as that was concerned. But I want to talk real quick about the psychology of an afterlife. Okay. Because it's just like religion. Man, for some reason in his core, feels the need to invent or create things to make him feel better. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Um, We created religion and we created a God because we had to have something to believe in. We had to think that there was more to this existence than just hunting, gathering, making money, dying and nothing. Well, the making money part you wasn't know. even part no, of No, I'm talking, I was kind of going from the beginning of time till now. Uh, if you put a guy, okay, so here's the thing. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this around real quick. Um, I used to have a pastor in church that always said, if you sat a man by himself on a desert island 
with nothing else around, no one else in the vicinity, he'll find a way to sin. Okay. All right, talking about the sinful nature of man. I'm going to turn that around. Probably if you put a man... Right. How dare you? <laughs> Shame. I just came out with hairy palms. Shame. God is watching you. <laughs> and he's killing kittens. Right. Anyway, if you put a man on a desert island with no one else around, nothing inhabited, nothing around, nothing in the vicinity, he will make a god. Yeah. No. Because that is for some reason in our nature. Because think we about have, it, Wilson. Yes. That is a perfect example. Um, if you guys have not seen Castaway, where the hell have you been for the last 15 years, whenever it came out? Anyway, yeah. He needed somebody to talk to. Yeah. And, uh... Bloody palm print on the volleyball. Yeah. And he made a little face on it. And, uh, much like God, when he needed him the most, he floated away. (laughs) 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 Oh, that was horrible. Sick burn. Anyway. Yeah, man will find a way. So, there is something inherent built into our DNA that makes us, A, look for some kind of meaning or some kind of creator or some kind of thing that we can worship or think is greater than us or gives us purpose. Right. And, B, we have some kind of inherent need to have something waiting for us after our life ceases. Okay. Because human beings are incredibly proud, arrogant assholes. Mm-hmm. And we have to think, well, there must be something waiting beyond for me. Yeah, another vagina. Yeah, it can't just be this. Yeah, the light at the end of the tunnel. That is another just vagina. It opens yeah. right up and you plop back out. You're yeah. like, where did I come from? How did I get here? And you do it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as the days go by, the water holds you up. This is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. Anyway. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I don't know. I don't have the answers. What I'm saying is, for some reason, we have the need to know. And in our arrogance sometimes... Wow, she really got into that, huh? In our arrogance, was it an ant? Yeah, I think so. Oh, great. Do you want ants? Because this is how we get ants. I don't know. Well, the only reference. thing that's close to no, you're good, you're good. is your LaCroix. I don't know. So we need to know. And we need to, for some reason, in our arrogance, say, well, I know exactly what happens when I die. I don't know what's going to happen to the rest of you heathens. But me <laughs> and the big guy. We're good. We're like this. And I'm crossing my fingers. Uh, we're like this. And uh, I've been so, you know, good. That, uh, yeah, uh-huh. screw you guys, I'm out. Right. I loved, uh, at, and, uh, this is the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when James Franco was finally getting raptured into heaven, he's like, ah, fuck you. He's flipping everybody off. And then God's like, you're being petty. And he drops him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, if you have not seen this is the end and you want some religion in your life, that is the movie to watch. Seriously. So, there's something in the human psyche seeking answers and seeking a creator. Now, I think the reason for that being, and this is just me, we are constantly looking for the rest of ourselves. 
Mm-hmm. Now, as I've touched on this a little bit, and you know me, I have a weird philosophy about everything, and it changes from time to time, and uh, according to my whim, because I am me, and it's my mind, and I can do whatever the hell I want to think. Because continuously you are learning. If you're not, yes. you're not living. So... I believe we're continuously looking for the rest of us because all of us were made out of star stuff. We were all made when whatever happened, when the primordial ooze started moving around and made planets and asteroids and galaxies and stars and suns and everything else. And the planets formed and we came out of whatever we came out of, whether you believe it's a monkey or a fish or the hand of an almighty God that formed some mud, whatever it was, we came out of that. And we are part of creation. We are part and partial of everything that is, was, or ever will be. And I'm not talking about the Brett the Hitman heart. Mm. I'm talking about creation itself. Nobody knows where we started. Nobody knows where we're going. The only thing that I know is that we are part of it. We are an integral part of it down in our DNA. And there is some great force that created all that. You can call it God. You can call it whatever you want to call it. It's energy. And it is alive and it is moving. And it is constantly changing. Because energy cannot be destroyed. And we are part of that energy. And part of magical working is being able to harness that energy that we are part of and make things happen out of it. So we are on a constant quest to find the source of that energy, the source of that creation, because we are part of it and we feel incomplete without it. Mm-hmm. Whether you're an atheist or a Buddhist or a Catholic or a godless heathen pagan like us, There's something in you that's striving to know more. And that's what makes us human. So, along those same lines, if we want to have a creator and we need something to start with, of course it's going to end to where do we finish? Where does it end? And what happens after it ends? Now, I'm not speaking for the Lady Belladonna, but my personal belief is we don't end. We turn into something else. Because, like I said, we are energy. And energy cannot be killed or destroyed. Energy changes. And we just change into something else. Am I on the right track here for you? I don't want to speak for you. You know, I've been doing that since we were Cocker Spaniels. Mm. But uh, (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) We are going to talk about reincarnation, among other things. One thing I'd like to talk about is uh, some of the interesting takes on the afterlife that I've been thinking about the first and foremost, which I know you're going to want to talk about because you were in love with this movie. When you saw it, you were so fascinated by it was, um, <laughs> the name just totally ran away. From me. <laughs> um, Oh, the Hills have thighs. I'm kidding. It wasn't the Hills have thighs. It was, uh, what dreams may come. Mm, okay. Which also sounds like a porno, but it's not. Uh, the Robin Williams movie. Yeah. Uh, I remember when that came out, you were absolutely enthralled with it, if that's a good word to use. Maybe. You liked the concepts. Um, well, yeah, because... And, and anybody hasn't seen it, too bad. Um, I just... I like the idea that, A, like, he didn't recognize his own children because they chose to look... Um, 
like what they thought beautiful was. Like his daughter was that Asian girl because he had said that the stewardess on that one um, plane ride that they went on was one of the most beautiful women he had ever seen. So she remembered that, and that's what she wanted to look she like. Equa- she equated that with beauty. And his son, I believe, was Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yes, Cuba Gooding Jr. is in that movie. And um, I believe he wanted to look like that. You know, they they weren't his beautiful, you know, white children or whatever. Yeah. They were what they wanted to be. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, the other thing that I really liked was that... Um, in that movie, suicides went to hell, but not because they deserved to go to hell, but because their mind believed they deserved Ooh. to go. Um, because the whole movie is about him trying to rescue his wife from that. Because she committed suicide. Yeah. Well, because they were all killed in car accidents. Except her, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I think the children died in a car accident and then he died in a car accident. I don't think they all died together, but they might have. I don't remember. It's been so long. Um, But she couldn't take it anymore. And so she killed herself. And he had to go find her. And he had to, it was all the things he had to go through to get to her. Mm-hmm. And all the people telling him that it wasn't going to be worth it, that he was going to get trapped there. And the whole concept of him going into hell to get her. And when he realized that he wasn't going to be able to pull her out of hell, he loved her so much he was willing to stay there with him. Oh, man. Which pulled her out. Yes. And they both went back and then they were reincarnated and they get to be together again. That's some romantic ass shit right there. Yeah. But it's interesting because the suicides went to hell because they were told that's where they were going to go. Yeah, they believed it. Yeah. Because heaven and hell was what you made of it. Yes. And uh, that goes right back to when we were talking about mental illness and schizophrenia. Yeah. And we were saying that in other countries, the voices in your head when you're schizophrenic aren't mean to you. And they're not Mm. telling you to do bad things because the stigma in those countries is that if you've got voices in your head, you're blessed. You're being talked to. Yeah. And it's really funny how a culture or a a certain part of your world can dictate everything about you up to and down to what happens to you after you die. Right. Right. Because that should be a personal thing that you either believe or you don't believe. No one should tell you. And this is kind of what this podcast has always been about. Don't let anybody tell you anything. Don't let us dictate what you think or what you believe. Take our ideas if you want, if you find them interesting. But I'm never going to tell you this is what you should think. Because that's bullcrap. You should think what you want to think. You should believe what you want to believe. And say whatever the hell you want to say. Yeah. About anything you want to say it about. America. <laughs> anyway. Well, that was the concept that we were supposed to be founded upon. Yeah. No, that's not politic. We're not. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. You I'm always say that to me. I couldn't resist saying it to you. <clears throat> but um, you believe what you want, but it's so funny how people will try to ingrain in you what they want you to think or what they want you to believe. Mm-hmm. And it should be a personal thing. Whether you, you know, I, I told someone this week, I wish I could remember who it was that I was talking to, and I kind of stole this from uh, our old pastor, they don't have a heaven or hell to put me in. 
Right. You know, I can believe what I want. I, I remember who it is now, but I'm not going to say. I'll tell you later. But, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, I, uh, I believe what I believe and I do what I do. And, yeah. And you know what? If I'm wrong, I'm good with that. But if I'm right, I'm good with that, too. Right. And yeah. I would rather have free will and handle my shit here and no regrets, man. No regrets. Not, <laughs> Not even, even one, one letter. letter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, whatever afterlife is there, I'd like to think that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good with it no matter yeah. what. And that's how you get peace. You, you shouldn't live your life afraid of what's waiting for you. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... The fiery pits of hell or whatever it Let's might say be. it's true. We only have one life to live. Right? Or days of our lives. So if we only have one life to live, then what's the point of beating yourself up the I whole know, time? you got to look for a guiding light. I mean, I'm not saying go around and hurt other people, but, you know, you have to have happiness in this life. You and all your children. Oh, Jesus. I'm done. We could go to Santa Barbara and find some I'm going to punch you in the junk. What? Yeah. But I'm young and restless. <laughs> Got passion about that? I got passions. <laughs> I really do. Asshole. <laughs> I knew I'd make you laugh. Anyway, if you missed that, you never watched daytime TV as a kid. So So obviously you were never sick. And if you punch sick. me in the junk, I'll have to go to the general hospital. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, So... Let's talk about, unless you, do you have anything you want to do before I dive into this afterlife thing? Did you have any, you said you had some stuff, right? No. Remember before we started, you're like, are you going to let me talk? I just asked if you were going to let me talk about things. I know. Or you said you were going to do what you normally so, do and just no, talk over I me. Was, so. Oh my God. <laughs> you're going to ask me questions and then run rough shot over me. So. <laughs> my God. So. Uh, Ooh, did I just call you out? No, mm. whatever. I do what I want. We uh, we go back, believe it or not, because we care about the quality of our show. I know it doesn't sound like <laughs> it, but we do. The Lady Belladonna and I go back, and we separately listen to each podcast that we do, and we have conversations about it. I should have done this. I should have done that. For instance, on the last podcast, I should have stopped eating my microphone, which is why I'm so far away from it now, and I hope it's working. Uh, but one thing she's pointed out to me a couple of times is, You'll ask me something, and then you'll just start talking over me. And I didn't realize I was doing it. So I apologize right here mm. in front of God and everyone. Yay. I am very sorry. I won't do it again. We'll see. Yep. <laughs> so let's dive right into this. The Heard first that one before. Go ahead. Wow. Mm. I can stop talking. <laughs> I'm not like some people who just run on and on. No. no. I know how to shut up. Yep. Shut my trap. Sure. Keep it shut. Mm-hmm. One time, my mom told me to shut up. Mm-hmm. I almost starved to death. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't tell her I was hungry. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that little gray mouse on Tom and Jerry. I just opened my mouth and pointed. <laughs> dink, dink, dink. And then she smacked you because that's all she ever did. <laughs> Probably. All right. Let's dive right into this. We're going to talk about what we believe in, which is reincarnation. What is reincarnation, you ask? Hmm. Good question. 
Reincarnation is a philosophical or religious concept that an aspect of a living being starts a new life in a different physical body or form after each biological death. That's a fancy way of saying that we come back after we die as someone else. So you see a new vagina. Yes, I'm all about that. <laughs> all right. You want to see your mom's new giggity vagina, giggity, huh? No. <laughs> I just want you to know that you need to tread lightly right now, mister. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, we believe that uh, your soul... There's a couple of different schools of thoughts on reincarnation. One is that there's only so many souls out there. Mm-hmm. So that they constantly recycle. We're not, we make very few new souls. Right. And it's always been a fascinating concept to me of where do these new souls come from? How are they made? What are they made out well, of? Well, you see, when a mommy soul and a daddy oh, soul my get God. together. <laughs> I don't think that, well, maybe. <laughs> little soul boom chicka boom chicka. <laughs> a little boom boom. Um, so your soul recycles and whether it be because there's only so many souls and they just got to keep coming back or if we're learning something Mm -hmm. it's different schools of thoughts depending on who you talk to um we believe and i don't know um we believe you come back because you come back i don't know that i'm trying to learn anything Mm -mm. um if that's the case i'd like to know what this life's trying to teach me because Good Lord. God damn. Right? I said, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hard to say. Uh, some people think you just come back. And we've had, I think there's an episode on our past lives. It's actually one of the least listened to episodes. So if you mm. want to help us out, go listen to it right now. There's some crazy shit talked about on that that you're missing out on. I went into some stuff that made Victor kind of raise his eyebrows and question my sanity i think (laughs) that i probably shouldn't have talked about on the podcast but i did so if i hope i i I hope i enticed you a little bit go listen to it because we don't have a lot of listens on that one Mm. however um while we're on the subject our demon possession episode from last time is like almost at 100 listens, which is really cool thank you guys we sincerely appreciate your listening it's freaking awesome and we're going to do our best to do the best we can from now on not that we haven't, but you know, <laughs> I was going to say into, we haven't been doing turning that. Turning into Bill Strange, but if we had, mm. um, anyway, reincarnation. So we believe that, and we also believe that souls run in circles. Yeah, definitely. That souls that you're close to kind of stick together. Those are a those bit. people you click with. Yes, you ever meet somebody, and it's like you've known them your whole life. Yeah. And all like automatically, you're you're freaking best friends right off the bat. Amber. Yeah, exactly. We have we have one of those in our lives, and we love her very dearly. And uh, she's one of our sisters, mm. spiritually, and, uh, well, not by blood, but, you know, one of those people you adopt and you don't let go of. And we don't do that with a lot of people, because we don't really believe in that, but, you know, sometimes you make an exception. Yeah. But there's a lot of different things. Like, some people think that if you do something really bad, you need to come back and pay for it. Right. But it really, you know, I don't know. It's a karma thing. Exactly. You collect some karma, whether it be good or bad, and that determines what happens when you come back. Other people believe you get to decide what your life is going to be like and how it's going to end before you ever come back. I don't know what I think about that either. Um, But that's just some of the things that we want to throw out there for you guys. Um, It's a common belief of various ancient and modern religions, such as spiritism, theosophy, and eknikar. 
and is found in, well, many tribal societies around the world in places like Australia, East Asia, Siberia, and South Africa, just to name a few. Um, the majority of denominations within the Abrahamic religions like Judaism and Christianity and Islam do not believe that individuals reincarnate. Um, particular groups within these religions do refer to reincarnation. These groups include the mainstream historical and contemporary followers of Kabbalah, shout out, the Cathars, Alawites, and Druze, and the Roscarians, which I always mispronounce. Uh, but um, the historical relations between these sects and beliefs about reincarnation were characteristic in, in uh, Neplatonism, Orphanism, Hermeticism, shout out, um, and Gnosticism, also a shout out, of the Roman era, as well as the Indian religions have been the subject of recent scholarly research. Um, Roscarians speak of a life review period occurring immediately after death and before entering the afterlife plane of existence, uh, followed by a judgment more akin to the final review or end report over one's life. So that sounds almost like... The um, final judgment? Yeah, but it also kind of sounds like the... I heard he, uh, uh, was it a psychic? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Somebody like that, psychic person, uh-huh. that talks about how when we die, we have jobs on the other side, which sounds I've heard that. sucky, right? And I don't want to think about that. That sucks. So, like, the suicides would go to a class. And those got to be like the uh, garbage collectors. And no, no, no. They go to a class. Roadkill so like scrapers. Like a, it, it's like a school. You go through your different lives and to like kind of teach you not to do it next time. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm so scared of talking over you now. So they they have like different levels of what happens. Like some people can become guardians, guides. Other people that couldn't handle it too much here, or even people who had a lot of like anxiety and shit. Yeah, they all go to a like. It's not actually another life, but it's another lifetime. And see, the thing is, that almost makes sense. Because we know for a fact that there are guardians that are human spirits. Yeah, some of them are children. Even. Yes, and you wonder, I mean, was that their choice? They wanted to come back and help people? or And there's, are, you know. Yeah, and there's people who believe that we all become 35 for some reason. Which, excuse me, but I don't want to be 35. Yeah, I wasn't, I don't know. But yeah, there. I don't remember that, 35 that well. Yeah, it's because you drank a lot when you were 35. No, I don't. <laughs> maybe. maybe I do want to be 35. <laughs> Shit. That's why you don't remember it. Right? Uh, no, but like seriously, like there are people that think that we become a certain age when we die. Like we're and I'm like, what does our soul care? How old? How old it looks? Yeah, it's you know hard. what I mean. Maybe that's because cons- that's maybe like considered middle age. I don't know, but it wasn't always. Know. Sometimes in some periods of time in human history, middle age was like nineteen. Well, <laughs> hang on, how old was Jesus? Thirty three. Jesus was thirty three when he died. So yes. it's thirty three that they think we become because of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jesus. Yeah. So it's all his fault that we never get any older than thirty three. Yeah. I guess something like that. Speaking of Jesus, maybe we should move on to yeah, heaven and hell. Ooh. Reminds me of Volbeat. Heaven or hell. Mm, sure, right. huh? So, no. <laughs> okay, we're, we're going to ruin Volbeat for you right now. If anybody likes the band Volbeat, the lead singer sounds like Cher. Yeah, he does. You will never unhear it now. <laughs> he should be singing, if I could turn. And I still like, I still like Volbeat, but 
Someone said that to me, and I can never unhear it. Yeah, I can't. So every time I hear it now. Well, see, I kind of heard it before, and then when somebody else said it, I said, oh, God. If I could find a way. And I'm not saying that Volbeat is a bad band. I love Volbeat. I don't care uh, for them. It's one of our son's favorite bands. Yeah, I know. At least he likes good music. He's Uh, not listening to Drake. This is true. All right, so Heaven, The Heavens, Seven Heavens, Pure Lands, Tian, Jana, Valhalla, Summerland, is a common religious, cosmological, and transcendent place where beings such as gods, angels, jinn, saints, or venerated ancestors are said to originate or be enthroned or live. Let's see, I believe in the Summerland also. I do too. Um, According to the beliefs of some religions, heavenly beings can descend to earth or incarnate, and earthly beings can ascend to heaven in the afterlife or in exceptional cases. They can enter heaven alive, which happened in the Bible a couple times. Um, so heaven, depending on what religion you're from, um, you know, uh, streets made of gold, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That, Cause that's gold is totally a man, a man's, uh, desire and yeah. concept. Um, so I guess it would be a metaphorical street of gold, mm-hmm. yellow brick road, if you will. Mm. Um, that traditionally, in, in most beliefs, is where the quote unquote good people go. Right. The bad people, on other, in, in, on the other hand, are sent to the place of eternal fire with weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth, where the fire never dies, and the worm never dies, and the fire is never quenched. That's how it was described in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of funny that a lot of people. When you talk about heaven or hell, and this is this shows the arrogance of man, depends on whether or not they believe what you believe or they right. agree with your opinion. Because right. let's face it, religion in its purest form is opinion. Yeah. Because like I said earlier, nobody knows. So if I say, when you die, you go to Dr. Pepperland and you get all the Dr. Pepper you want. That would make Donnie happy. I would make my son-in-law very happy. <laughs> it could be true. Maybe it's it. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not true. Who, but the who thing knows? Is that it's all relative. But it pisses me off, and I, I really didn't want to turn this into a religious episode. But I guess you can't really talk about the afterlife no, without can't. doing that, because every religion in the world, when it comes to an afterlife, and I'm sorry, I don't care what religion it is, every religion is an asshole about their afterlife. Yeah. No, no kidding. Because that's their afterlife. Don't say it doesn't exist. Don't say you can or can't go there. And if you don't agree with it, you'll go to the bad part of my afterlife. Which is what I like about paganism. Because I think it's the only religion I know. I don't even call it a religion. But there's no bad afterlife. Really. Unless there's something I don't know about. Mm. Anybody? No. No? Because I even believe that. There will be puppies and kitties there. Right? Which There's no... the poor Christians don't get their pets. Right? Because animals don't have souls. If they had souls, they'd which have to accept bullshit. Jesus. Because it's bullshit. You poor little animals. Anyway. Yeah, we don't have a bad... You know, your karma is fucked. Maybe in your next life, uh, bad things are going to happen to you. But there's no eternal torment where the skin melts off your face and you're 
eternally raped by demons or, or some such, whatever the, the other religions want to say is the bad part of the afterlife. Right. You know, we're all learning. Why does it have to be bad? We're learning stuff. Whether we're going from life to life or we're in this life and then it's over, we're here to learn. I don't know why it has to be like one way or the other. Like you're either going to get a whole lot of good shit or you're going to get a whole lot of bad shit. Right. You know? Um, hell in many religious and folkloric traditions is a place of torment and punishment. Religions with a linear divine history often depict hell as an eternal destination, while religions with a cyclic history... Okay, so linear means up and down, like you're going up or down right. to heaven or hell. Cyclic is we're coming back. Often depict a hell as an etern- intermediary period between incarnations. So purgatory. Yeah, I guess if you want to get Catholic about it. Uh, typically, these traditions locate hell in, other, in another dimension or under the Earth's surface and often include entrances to hell from the land of the living. Other afterlife destinations include purgatory and limbo. Mm-hmm. You could take a cruise there. Yay. Every Rurstics. limbo boy and girl <laughs> all around the limbo purgatory. Anyway, traditions that do not conceive of the afterlife as a place of punishment or reward merely describe hell as an abode of the dead. The grave, a neutral place. For example, Sheol or Hades located under the surface of the earth. I would pose this question mm-hmm. because I'm not trying to pick on one certain religion here. Please don't get me wrong. But I think it's a safe bet that if you're a flat earther, there's a little bit of traditional Christianity in your background somewhere. Mm. And if you're a flat earther and you believe in hell, where is it? It's hard to say. It can't be uh, inside the earth because the earth is flat now. Right. I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) Saying. But if you believe in a if you believe in a flat earth, then it's logically appropriate that you believe in hell. I just want to say that. No, I mean the earth isn't actually round. It's bumpy. It is bumpy, like Angel's head when he turns into a vampire. (laughs) It gets all bumpy. I'm getting the Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so heaven and hell, man. There it is. You're either going to go to heaven or you go to hell. But who decides that? And because, you know, a lot of like faiths, like, I don't know, a lot of large churches, 50 years ago, if you were gay, you were going to, going to hell. Yeah, now they have gay now, churches. Now, gay is more accepted, even in churches. Isn't that unfair to the Gay people that went to hell 50 years ago? Right. If I was gay and I was sitting in hell, I'd be pretty pissed off. Right. Because now if you're gay, yeah, you're not necessarily going to hell. You think about it, though. There are a lot of people who are in jail for marijuana. Oh, man. Don't so. get me started on that. So it's the same thing. But it's the same kind of concept. Yeah. And it would piss me off a little bit, is yeah. all I'm saying. And I don't... See, here we go again with man's arrogance that... The afterlife is dictated by what we believe and what's acceptable in our society. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. So our belief, and let's get more personal, our personal opinion gauges what happens after everyone dies. Not just me, everyone. And if that's not selfish and downright dickish, I don't know what is. Right. I'm just going to leave it at that. Let's move on. Okay. So you ain't got a heaven or hell to put me in. Mm. All right. Egypt. Yeah, this Mm. is good shit. Ancient Egypt religions. The afterlife played an important role in ancient Egyptian religion. 
and its belief system is one of the earliest known in recorded history. I got a lot to say on this in a minute. Okay. When the body you died, parts of everything. When the body died, parts of its soul, known as Ka, and the Ba, which is the personality, would go to the kingdom of the dead. While the soul dwelt in the fields of Aru, Osiris demanded work as restitution for the protection he provided. Here we go again, working after you die. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I've never heard a better case to be a vampire in my life. I don't have to die. <laughs> so, um, as we all know, the ancient Egyptians had a whole thing about death and the afterlife and gods, goddesses and the whole thing. Here's the thing. And I'm trying really hard to be good here. Because <laughs> I know how much you hate this, Lady Belladonna. Mm-hmm. The Egyptians were cued into some shit that we don't know about. That only they know about. Mm. That's lost time, lost in history, or God damn it, locked, lost locked in the little vault under the Sphinx that the Egyptian government won't let us get into to look at. Look that shit up on YouTube. There is absolutely, without a doubt, a vault underneath the Sphinx. They can see it with their little uh, yeah, ground sonar, yeah, ground yeah, penetrating blah, blah, blah. stuff and sonar devices. Unequivocally, no question. The problem is, even if there are like Alexandrian manuscripts or whatever in there, uh, the thing's flooded several times. So anything that's in there is probably ruined anyway. So it's a moot point. But my point is. Mm-hmm. The Egyptians were keen to some shit that we don't know about. They knew shit we don't know about. And you can look this up, too, if you're interested. The Egyptians did not build the pyramids. That's just my opinion. And if you don't believe it, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. The Egyptians did not build the pyramids. It is a school of thought now that the pyramids are thousands and thousands of years older than we thought they were. The Egyptians actually discovered them. They were already there. And the fact that they line up astrologically with so many things and so many other pyramids in other parts of the world. And will other planets. Bl- and planets, don't get me started, yeah, will blow your mind. You're done. So the Egyptians, their thought of the afterlife, was it really the afterlife or is it transcendent to something else like some other dimension or some other state of being out of this material plane that we know of because they knew some shit that we weren't privy to? You know what I mean? Mm. So Egyptians also believe that being mummified and put in a sarcophagus... um, was the only way to have an afterlife. Only if the corpse had been properly embalmed and entombed could the dead live again in the fields of Yalu and um, accompany the sun on its daily ride, which I think is totally cool. Due to the dangers of the afterlife posed, the Book of the Dead was placed in the tomb with the body as well as food, jewelry, and curses. They also used the opening of the mouth. So, I... Here's my thing. I like the thought of an afterlife where you get to go and hang out and do shit. Yeah. I don't I don't like I don't know. I think it would be cool. And I don't want to jump ahead, so I'm not going to talk about this yet really. I think it'd be cool to cross like a rainbow bridge. Mhm. And hang out. But first and you got to get past the animals. Exactly. But I think it'd be cool to do something like that where you still kind of have your consciousness, but it's kind of a party and you get to hang out and do what you want. 
and not have any worries and fuck having a job, Osiris. Um, <laughs> Osiris, Osiris. Um, but the thing is, we still don't really know anything about ancient Egypt. Right. We think we know, but the more study we do, the more we find that the quote-unquote Egyptologist that told us all this shit made it up. They guessed. Yeah. You know, and for any of you that don't know this, you can look this up too. A body has never been found in a pyramid, and it's nev- they've never pulled a body or a to or mummy or anything out of a pyramid. It is false. It is a fallacy. It never happened. And uh, if I'm wrong, uh, Wendy's going to kill me because <laughs> she always calls me on my <laughs> shit when I'm wrong. Our, 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 our archaeologist friend, who is also one of our faithful listeners, we love you. But yeah, she always calls me on my shit when I'm wrong. So if I was wrong, I apologize. But as far as I know, hmm. everything we know about Egyptology is wrong. The Sphinx is older, the pyramids are everything, because we don't have a starting point. We don't know. We're guessing. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what man does. We guess and we tell everybody we're right. We're the pigeon that shits all over the checkerboard and, and swears up and down that he won. Mm. That's us in a nutshell. And I lose, the older I get, the more and more respect I lose for humankind as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on from Egypt before I go into another tangent. Please. Okay, so Norse religion, I like this. Um, in Norse religion, you have Valhalla, which uh, half the warriors who die in battle join the god Odin, who rules over the majestic hall called Valhalla and Asgard, which mm. is badass. The white part of me loves that. The Scottish, Irish, Scandinavian, whatever the hell's in me, <laughs> loves that shit. Then you've got uh, Folkvignar. The other half joined the goddess Freya in the great meadow known as Folkvignar, and I probably mispronounced that. So it, it depends on where you want to go. I, I don't know what determines that. Well, whether you get to hang out with Odin or Freya. If you die Freya. in battle. Oh, that's right. If you die in battle, you go to Odin. Yeah, if you that's don't when die the Valkyrie battle, you, come. They you get, get you. Yes, they take you to, and you get, everyone else goes. Get to hang out with Freya. That's pretty yeah. badass. And then you have uh, Hell, uh, which is the covered hall. This abode is for is somewhat like Hades from ancient Greek religion. Uh, something not unlike the Asmodel Meadows can be found. And people who have neither excelled in that which is good or excelled in that which is bad can expect to go there after they die and be reunited with their loved ones. So I guess that is kind of a uh, consolation prize if you really didn't do anything with your life. Then you have Nifahel which is the realm that is roughly analogous to Greek Tartarus. It is the deeper level beneath hell, and those who break oaths and commit other vile things will be sent there to be among their kind to suffer harsh punishments. I like that if you're an oath breaker, that's where you go. Mm, yeah. Right? Are you chasing kittens? Sorry, they're going to pull cords. I was just trying to keep them from pulling We have cords. two new kittens in the missile silo. Uh, twin black kittens. I think you can see them. I think I put something on Instagram about that. If not, I will, so you can see our kittens. Uh, we named them lovingly Mickey and Mallory. Yeah. If you don't get that shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's jump into Judaism. So in Judaism, you have Sheol, 
which is a place of darkness to which all the dead go, both the righteous and the unrighteous, regardless of their moral choices. It's a place of stillness and darkness cut off from the life, from life and from God. Um, it's like a holding place. I remember uh, there was a time when I was casting out demons that I would send them to Sheol. And now I well, think about it and I wonder why was I sending the place, them there? That's the place they go when they eat pork or do like I, I right? talked to somebody about it before okay. that Jewish girl I used to work yeah. with. And uh, yeah, all that stuff that, you know, makes it. All those weird rules they have that you don't follow if you that, don't follow them yeah yeah and all you got to do is mess up once man that's messed up and i'm thinking what if you didn't know there was bacon in that right and like what if you would live 70 years as righteous as possible and then like the day before you died you accidentally ate a piece of bacon right now you're screwed where's the fairness in that there is none Ugh. And there's only a certain amount of people who get to not go there. Yeah, and then, yeah. And those people are already, so anyone is that, uh, now. Wait, is it 144,000? Something like that, yeah. Because in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, they talk about the 144,000 witnesses that are around after the rapture to try to witness to anybody that's left to maybe give them a last chance to be saved. Yeah. And uh, I just know that the, uh, yeah, heaven's booked it's been booked out for a long time. <laughs> it's like those uh, restaurants that serve you on ice and shit. The cold restaurants. You can't get into them. Oh, my God. Everybody, somebody's getting into heaven. I've been on the waiting list for like 25 years. Right. Anyway, I hope they have valet parking. Okay, so while in the Hebrew Bible, while the Hebrew Bible appears to describe Sheol as the permanent place of the dead, the Second Temple period, a more diverse set of ideas developed. Again, here we go. It changes. Changing. We we changed our minds. Meh. In some texts, Sheol is considered to be the home of both the righteous and the wicked. War and peace. <laughs> I went total chili peppers. Killing fist of the human beast. Separated into respective compartments. In others, it was considered a place of punishment meant for the wicked alone. When the Hebrew scriptures were translated into Greek in ancient Alexandria, the word Hades was substituted for Sheol. This is, a ref this is reflected in the New Testament where Hades is both the underworld of the dead and the personification of evil it represents. It changes. Yeah. How can you believe this? Um, I don't know how you can base a belief system on something that... Oh, we changed our minds. Right. And I'm not talking just about Christianity. Don't get mad at me about that. I'm talking about any kind of major religion that is pandering to this is what this is. And But it's, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Because you either pander to the way the world's moving ahead and you keep people happy or you don't pander to it and, and you, you say... Fall away. And you don't make cakes for people that don't want to... That they're gay and everybody thinks you're an asshole. So, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. What do you do? Do you get wishy-washy and change for whatever? Or do you stand by your quote-unquote beliefs and nobody wants anything to do with you because you're horrible? Right. You because know? you are horrible. This but. is why religion doesn't work and that's why it's bad. And I am not, and, and, and I don't care what faith you are. I don't care what you believe or what you don't believe. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I know what I believe. I don't know if I'm right and I'm the first one to admit it. Right. But you shouldn't believe it because you were told to, number one. And number two, if you believe it, believe it. Right. And you have to look at it and say, am I a butthole for believing this? 
And a lot of you know what I mean? Is, yes. A- am I an ass? Because I believe this. Yeah. And and if you are, just own it. Don't change it if you really believe it. But don't expect everyone else to to accept that belief and and not give you shit about it. Right. It's going to happen. And if you have the convictions of your belief behind you, you're willing to take that. Right. Here's the thing. It bugs me when I get proselytized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway, I don't need to believe what you believe. No. And if you are secure in what you believe, it shouldn't matter if I believe it or not. Right. I believe a lot of crazy shit. Ask, yeah, you ask do. the Lady Belladonna. Totally. And I don't care because I am not insecure in those beliefs, so you don't have to believe what I believe. I don't care if you believe it. I believe it. And half the stuff I say I believe, I don't really believe I'm talking out my ass. It's not a lot of things I really believe. You You have an idea. But I have an idea. Ooh, good dogma reference. (laughs) That was awesome, Selma Hayek. (laughs) But it's important to believe something. Even if you believe that you don't believe anything, that's still a belief. Right. It's like Rush said. Not Rush Limbaugh, the band Rush. Again, I say... If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Yeah. And that's deep right there. That's that's religion. That's your religion right there, Rush. There you oh, go. Oh, no. I shall start the first church of Rush. No. Shall they ever be praised? No. <laughs> anyway. All right. So let's talk about the world to come. The Talmud offers a number of thoughts regarding the afterlife. After death, the soul is brought for judgment. This is still Judaism here. Those who have led pristine lives, which who's to say what that is, enter immediately into the Olam Haba, or the world to come. Most do not enter the world to, to become. Uh, no, most do not enter the world to come immediately, but now experience a period of review of their earthly actions, and they are made aware of what they have done wrong. Can you imagine if you had to sit in a class when you die? And go over all the shitty things you did while you were here. Oh, fuck that. Oh, my God. And then have somebody tell you, was this the best decision? (laughs) (laughs) No, probably not. I don't know. It seemed like it at the time. (laughs) It seemed to work when I did it. You know, Um, it's like a reschooling with the soul gaining wisdom of one's errors, which are reviewed. Um, And I wonder if they grade you out. I'm going to give your life a a solid D (laughs) minus. Failed at life. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, if you're not, and, and that's the other thing is um, if you led a pristine life, what does that mean? It's mm, all, it's all relative. It is. You know what I mean? And I really didn't mean the podcast to go this direction, but I can't get past it. Like good and bad, evil, whatever. It's relative. Those are relative terms. If, if, Okay. Here's a good example, and I'm going to get a little personal here. When I got, when I became pagan, I was 30 years old. Yeah. I had lived most of my life going to church, going to Christian church, Christian beliefs, and one day I just decided I'm going to believe what I want to believe, and I'm going to figure it out for myself. So at that point, I decided my kids don't have to go to church anymore. Yeah. When they get old enough, they can make that decision for themselves if they want to go. I'm not going to force them to go. I'm not even going to force them to believe what I believe. Because no. it's for me. It's not for them. Right. Unless they want it to be. Which I'm proud as hell of uh, of my one daughter. Because she's writing our Samhain ritual this year, which is badass. Right. 
But I didn't ask her to do that. I forced her into that. She liked what we did. She likes the ceremony. She likes our rituals. And she wants to carry it on. And I think that's freaking cool. And that was entirely her decision. Yeah. If she wanted to be Baptist or Mormon or whatever, as long as she wasn't part of the Church of Scientology, I don't think I'd have a problem with it. <laughs> you know? But for those that have led pristine lives. So, mm. if I was honest and good and I raised a family and grandchildren and I lived with the love of my life till I died. Never didn't, I never stole from anybody. I never cheated anybody. I just lived a good life. I, my kids were successful. I was successful. We did everything right. I left my family with a legacy and with things that they could have and whatever. Was that a pristine life? But I never stepped a foot in church. I never read the Bible. I didn't pray with my kids. Was that a pristine life? Oh, no, you're going to hell. Or am I going to hell? I'm going <laughs> to burn in eternal torment, even though I led a better life. And I'm not talking about me personally. I'm saying it as an example. Even though I led a better life than most people that go to church every Sunday and well, cheat yeah, on their wives and, and lie and steal money. they got kids with people they do, Exactly. Yeah. But they get to go to heaven because they said a prayer. Yeah. Basically. What's the problem here? You know? Yeah. If okay. you have, if, if you're going to have, and God, I didn't mean this for this to turn into this, but if you're going to have God, God should be inside you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh at that. I knew it. Well, he apparently got inside Mary at least once. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. You guys caught the Lady Belladonna on a good day. Because she's rolling with it tonight. Anyway, what I'm saying is... God, whatever you view as God, should be something personal inside of you. Um, who's to say what a pristine life is? Nobody. It's different for everybody. Yeah. So, man, that world to come, if if... I can't get there by living by my own rules. I don't want to go. Right. I guess that's all there is to it. That's why. I guess yeah. I'm in rule I, in heaven. I'm. I'd rather instead of serving in or rule no, in I'd, hell instead of serving, serving in, heaven. in heaven. Yeah. Um, See, I'm I'm ready to take over heaven. Are you? Yeah. Let's You're do it. Lead the charge, <laughs> yep. Angela. Um, <laughs> Me and Lucifer. Right. Let's just go. <laughs> we got the loose. <laughs> Uh, Somebody call Lucy. Didn't work out for very well the first time. I don't think he wants to go back. <laughs> I don't think he cares. All right. So, uh, <laughs> in other words, but then again, so Gehenna was also considered a, a place of torment. Mm. But in some accounts, Gehenna is not a place of punishment for the wicked, but it's a place of pure spiritual purification for souls. So wh what's the answer? There isn't one. There isn't one. There's no answer. None whatsoever. So I feel like we beat up the Western religions a little, like, enough, I guess. Let's talk about Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> the spiritual... Well, that one you can uh, diddle little boys and be okay, right? Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah. No, I'm not even arguing with you on that, because... Oh. Well, no, because they hide them. They, they just yeah. move them around. They because don't. it's it's not a church anymore. It's politics. Yeah, no, it's it definitely is. 
I'm not talking about people that actually believe what they they. Oh no, there are, there are millions and millions of good devout Catholics. Yeah, in the there world, are, but none of them are in the Vatican. No, that's all I'm saying. So The Spiritual Combat, a written book by Lorenzo Scapoli, states that four assaults are attempted by the evil one at the hour of death. This is interesting. The Catholic conception of the afterlife teaches that after the body dies, the soul is judged. The righteous and free of sin enter heaven. However, those who die in unrepented mortal sin go to hell. In the 1990s, um, the... Catechism of the Catholic Church. I don't know if Cataclysm? I pronounced it. No, Catechism. Chism? I don't know if I pronounced it right, but of the Catholic oh. Church defined hell not as punishment imposed on the sinner, but rather as the sinner's self exclusion from God. So here we are, we're changing it again. So I'm going to say this right now. Who decides what sin is? Oh, well, that's an open ended question, isn't it? So. What's how, how normal can, for how the spider I, is chaos for the exactly. fly. So how can I repent for sin? If you don't know what it is. If I don't know what it is. Or if it's not sin to you. Right. Okay. So it's still a relative concept, right? Exactly. And unlike other Christian groups, the Catholic Church teaches that those who die in a state of grace but still carry venial sin go to a place called purgatory where they undergo purification is to enter Is that where your heaven. family can buy you out? Yes, let me tell you a little about purgatory. After we, after we finish this, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you this. Limbo. Ooh. Dun, 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 My cousin's dun, real good at limbo. Dun, 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 dun. So despite popular opinion, limbo, which was elaborated upon by theologians beginning in the Middle Ages, has never recognized as a dogma of the Catholic Church. Yet at times it has been a very popular theological theory within the Church. Limbo is a theory that unbaptized but innocent souls, such as those of infants, virtuous individuals who live before Jesus was born on earth, or those that die before baptism, exist in neither heaven or hell proper. Now I want to listen to the bastard fairies. I was totally, I was, as I was reading that in my <laughs> head, I was going, learn to limbo, learn the limbo purgatory's hell. <laughs> Therefore, these souls neither merit the beatific vision nor are subject to punishment because they are not guilty of any personal sin, although they have not received baptism, so still bear original sin. So they are generally seen as existing in a state of natural but not supernatural happiness until the end of time. That doesn't make any sense. Man, that is... Um, excuse me for saying that is fucked. That is more than fucked. So. Fuck is just the strongest word. Right? <laughs> if I could think of a stronger word, I would use it. Yeah. What this kind of is a prime example of man being assholes, overthinking everything. Okay. Um, so, oh, well, the baby wasn't baptized uh, when the devil killed it. So what are we going to, I'm just being facetious. So, you know, <laughs> what are we going to do? Where's it going to go? We got to know. Uh, you know, we can't have baby ghosts floating around and crashing airplanes. <laughs> What's going to happen? Baby ghost. <laughs> so, which I think we we entitled that one episode "Baby Ghosts, uh-huh. Ouija Boards, and Depression." Yeah, and I think it freaked people out because not a lot of people <laughs> listen to it. They're like, "Oh my mm. god, what is that?" It was a good episode. Go listen to it. I bared my soul. Mm. Um. So here we go. 
if you're unbaptized but you haven't done anything wrong, you can hang out in limbo for a little while. Until the, the end of time. Of, the rest of eternity, if you will. Um, so I never understood why... I never understood why getting water dumped on you somehow got rid of your original sin. Uh, they don't even dump water on them. They just sprinkle know. it, don't they? And do we want to talk about original sin here? Do we know the concept of original sin? Mm. I'm not going to get into it. I can't. It's it, This This will end up being a three-hour podcast and me ranting and raving about We're going to go back into the, oh, to, to, to God and Mary's No, bowl. no. I'm going to pretend you Love didn't affair. say that. <laughs> oh, okay. W H O L E. That's not even where I went. Oh, oh my God. Holy crap. Ah, but I'm that bad. I'm going to purgatory. All right, I'm let's talk just about. Going straight to hell. With Darius Rucker oh, and yeah, Jason I'll go, Aldean. I'll go anywhere with Darius Rucker. <laughs> uh, just like my mama said. Let's talk about purgatory a little bit because this is rich. Literally, it made the Catholic Church rich. I know. The notion of purgatory is associated particularly with the Catholic Church. In the Catholic Church, all those who die in God's grace and friendship, but still imperfectly purified, are indeed assured of their eternal salvation. But after death, they undergo purification so as to achieve the holiness necessary to enter the joy of heaven or the final purification of the elect, which is entirely different from the punishment of the damned. What the hell does that mean? (laughs) I don't know. The tradition of the church by reference to certain texts of scripture speaks of a cleansing fire, although it's not always called purgatory. Is that holy fire? Let me tell you, freaks and weirdos. Are we going to go supernatural with that? No. (laughs) Let me tell you where purgatory came from. Purgatory was an ingenious invention by the Catholic Church to make money so they could stick your dead relatives poor souls there until you bought them out into heaven because everybody knows you can't get into heaven without going through a priest or the catholic church you know why because they said so yeah my god so i'm blowing my daughter's mind right now I almost want to put headphones on her and turn on the mic. This is religion. Welcome to religion. And if you... Because she doesn't understand religion. uh, Thank God. We raised her right. She was too little when we were in church, too. So this is... uh, Let me read that first run-on sentence of purgatory again. Read it a little slower. This This whole thing. Okay. The notion of purgatory is associated particularly with the Catholic Church. Period. The rest of this is one sentence. I swear to God. Okay. In the Catholic Church, all those who die in God's grace and friendship, but still imperfectly purified, comma, and need assured of their eternal salvation, semicolon, but after death they undergo purification, comma, so that's to achieve the holiness necessary to enter the joy of heaven or the final purification of the elect, comma, which is entirely different from the punishment of the damned, period. So that's those people that lived a good life. But didn't agree with the Catholic Church. But, yeah. Either they didn't, or that whole thing where, oh, he didn't go to church. Yeah. So. Or didn't get last rites, because. Tell that story, because, holy crap, that's some bullshit. Oh, about my great-grandmother? Yes. Um, so, my great-grandmother was Catholic. Devoutly. And. Irish sh- Catholic. And um, after my 
great-grandfather died, she didn't really go to church much. Mostly, I think mostly because she couldn't, right? She was, yeah, she, she was, was homebound. She was sick. And um, so when she was sick and in the hospital, they had asked the church that she used to go to and she still sent money to. Uh, um, religiously, if you will. Yeah. Um, to have a priest come out and do last rites for her. Because that's something they're supposed to have like right before they die, right? So you can get into heaven. Yeah. Um, and they were told no. Because they were told no because she hadn't <coughs> actually attended church there in, in years. In a while, yeah. Yeah, in years. And so they had to find a different priest that would do the last rites for her which means i'm gonna send i'm gonna i'm gonna let your hell go to your soul go to hell or purgatory or wherever because you didn't come here yes and do what i thought you should do once again man's arrogance we get to decide where your soul goes we get to decide if you lived a good life we get to decide whether you're a righteous person or a filthy piece of crap, we get to decide because not because God ordained us or because we're holy or righteous or because we're part of this organization that God started or deemed or sent a prophet to start or did whatever, that what it comes down to is we get to decide because we said so. And we duped a bunch of people into believing it. And now you think your soul's in jeopardy because we said so. Yeah. You can't get to God by just getting on your knees and praying. You got to go through a priest. You got to sit in a box and tell a priest, you know, what's the line from the Alanis Morissette song? I convinced all, I confessed all my sins to, uh, what was the, what's the, oh man, God, I can't think of it. To a envious man or something like, you know what I mean? That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I convinced, like I confessed all my secrets to an envious man or something like, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, this organization, uh, oh my God, I don't even want to go here. This organization that openly, openly supports pedophilia, because if you're not doing anything about it, you're you're openly fucking supporting it. Jesus Christ, this is getting crazy and carried away. I don't care what anybody says. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. I wouldn't give you, if I was Catholic, you wouldn't get a dime of my money, and I'd be ashamed to call myself a Catholic, because, you, you know... you. You're just going to move the guy around? Yeah. You're just going to move him? No, not just one. No, I know. Oh, yeah. thousands and thousands. Yeah. And, and even, even if it was just one. And if you're a devout cat, you can't even deny it. It's happening. And, yeah. and you can say, God, there is no God in that. No. There's no place for a God of any kind in that. That is evil in its purest form and has nothing to do with Satan or a devil or any kind of demon. That is man-based absolutely born out of the filth and quagmire that is the heart of man evil yes and there's nothing you can say to defend that at all i can hear you whispering (laughs) you're whispering really loud anyway let's get let's get off that because this is not i didn't come here this isn't a beat up religions or any kind of religion it just it irks me that something as personal as your soul and your afterlife and what happens to your soul when you die, you will let that be dictated to you by another fucking human being right. that doesn't know any shit else 
than you do. It's true. But because they say they do, and you talk a good game, well, then that must be the answer. Yeah. I refuse to believe that. Because they're charismatic. I refuse. I refuse to believe that. And if I'm wrong, you know what? I'll accept the consequences of that, but at least I stood up and I said what I thought. Yeah. And I didn't let anybody dictate my feelings or my thoughts about anything. And therein, freaks and weirdos, lies the problem with all religion. Not just Christianity, not just Catholicism, not Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons or Buddhism or anything like that. Nothing. It doesn't matter. Even in paganism, there are sects of people that will tell you, if you don't do the ceremony this way or the ritual this way, it's not going to work. If you right. don't do this, you don't do that. You got to be sky clad when the moon is full and, and do that. And wear your pink or, dress on this day and do yeah. this and that. You know what? Fuck that. The reason I became pagan and disregarded every other religion was because I can basically do whatever the hell I want. My rituals are my rituals. My beliefs are my beliefs. And if I want to believe that, I don't know, Hulk Hogan is God and sits at the judgment seat when I die, I can God believe that, brother. I can believe that, brother. Shiny bald head. Okay. Yes. Let's move on. <clears throat> To the Church of Jesus Christ. Can Latter-day you Saints. pick somebody better looking? I, it was just the brother. first name that came to my mind. <laughs> I, you got the Undertaker sitting next to I you. I know. I totally. <laughs> you should have said Kevin Owens. <laughs> yeah, right. I totally could have. I should have just gone. I think gone, he might uh, think he is God. Robert Downey Jr. I could deal with that. Ugh. I love Robert Downey Jr. Anyway. Yeah, no. <laughs> let's talk about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Ooh. Mormons. So, G- Joseph Smith of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints presents an elaborate vision of the afterlife. It's revealed as the scene of extensive missionary effort by righteous spirits in paradise to redeem those still in darkness. A spirit prison, or hell, where the spirits of the dead remain until judgment. It is divided into two parts, spirit prison and paradise. <laughs> Together, these are also known as the spirit world. Spirit world, that's for you, Will. Mm-hmm. And uh, they believe that Christ visited spirit prison and opened the gate for those to repent to cross over to paradise. That's kind of taken out of the book of Revelations a little bit. Um, this is similar to the harrowing of hell doctrine of some mainstream Christian faiths. What I want to dive into is you got a paranormal life, an earth life. You go to spirit world, then you can go celestial terrestrial and celestial you know what celestial is lady belladonna godhood Mm. i also know that you can do rituals yes that will make it so your whole family goes to the same heaven yes but not your in-laws that you don't like but exactly like um for instance if you're a mormon and you're marrying a non-Mormon, you cannot get married in the temple. Well, here's the thing. If you're a Mormon and you marry a Catholic, you, <laughs> you guys can't are... get married in either one. <laughs> and you can't get buried in the same cemetery. No. And you don't go to the same heaven. No. So no check shit. that out. Let's <clears throat> just let man determine that shit. <laughs> Poor orchid. <laughs> the celestial kingdom is believed to be a place where we can live eternally with our families. Progression does not end once life has en- once one has entered the celestial kingdom, but it extends eternally. According to the True to the Faith, that's a handbook on doctrines in the LDS faith, 
The celestial kingdom is the place prepared for those who have received the testimony of Jesus and been made perfect through Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, who wrought out his perfect atonement through the shedding of his own blood. <laughs> to inherit this gift, we must receive the ordinances of salvation, keep the commandments, and repent of our sins. Repent of our sins. Where do you get the ordinances of salvation, you might ask? Joseph Anybody? Smith? Any, from the church. There's an interesting story here, and I don't mean to digress from this. No, go ahead. I don't know if I ever told the story of how I left Christianity and became a pagan. Did I? Um, kind of. But on, I think this is um, podcast 31. We've got a lot of podcasts behind us, and I don't remember. Meh. Just go. It was a movie. I went and saw Stigmata, <laughs> which is a great movie with Gabrielle Byrne and uh, Patricia Patricia Arquette. Yes. Is it? It's one of the Arquettes. Is it Patricia. Patricia Arquette. Right? Yeah, because the other one's... Bruce. It's whichever one was in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And uh, that whole book, or that whole book, that whole movie <laughs> is about the Gospel of Thomas. Look up the Gospel of Thomas. It changed my life. It fascinated me so much. I left that movie theater and I went straight to the bookstore and I found the Gospel of Thomas and I sat in a chair for about an hour and I read it. I didn't read the whole thing, but I went through it. The Gospel of Thomas was left out of the Bible because it is very anti-church. It is very anti-religious organization. It's anti-anything except the kingdom of God is in you and all around you. And if that ain't pagan, my friends, I don't know what is. Because it's in rocks and it's in trees. It says, split a piece of wood and you will find me. Turn a rock and I will be there. Holy crap. If that ain't an earthbound pagan religion, I can't tell you what it is. Those were the words of Jesus the way Thomas heard them. Yeah. Now, we all know Thomas, and, and, and take this into account. He was the one that doubted. Yeah, when I say Thomas, you're, if you know the Bible, your automatic thought is negative because he's the doubting Thomas that didn't believe. He's Somebody like, had to. I'll believe Jesus came back from the dead when I see it myself. I don't believe what you say. Why is that bad? It's not. But you... What, what do you call somebody who doesn't believe in you? Oh, you're just a doubting Thomas. And what better reason to put a bad stigma on someone than don't read this guy's book. He's a doubting Thomas. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But what does the book of Thomas say? The spirit of God is not in a building or in walls or in an organization. The kingdom of God is in you and all around you. And if you read the Bible... Jesus constantly talks about my father's kingdom, yeah. the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. What, where is it? Uh-huh. Is it? Is it beyond the clouds? Is it in space? Is it another dimension? Or is it right there in your fucking goddamn soul? The kingdom of heaven is in you and all around you. That's where it's at. It's not in a, in a building. It's not in the mind of a man that wants to pass the offering plate and take your money. It's not in an idea. It's not in a rule. It's not in a commandment. It is within 
you, you freak and you weirdo. That's where it's at. But that's just my opinion. But if you don't believe it, you're going to hell. Mm. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Enough of that. You sure you don't want to start a cult? Oh, my God. I would be such a good cult leader. Yeah, you would. Oh, <laughs> and I can't tell you, if, if I wasn't a believer in karma, I can still preach like nobody's business. I could be an evangelist, and I could take a lot of money from a lot of good people. But I believe in karma, and I believe everything in this life that you send out, you get back, good or bad. Yeah. No, so I that'll never happen, because I can't do it. But, man, would I be good at it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Jehovah's Witnesses, and I got a good story about that. Mm. Jehovah's Witnesses occasionally, occasionally use the term afterlife to refer to any hope for the dead, but they understand Ecclesiastes 9.5 to preclude belief in an immortal soul. Individuals judged by God to be wicked, such as, the, such as in the Great Flood or at Armageddon, are given no hope of an afterlife. However, they believe that an Armageddon... There will be a bodily resurrection of both righteous and unrighteous dead, but not the wicked. Survivors of Armageddon and those who are restricted, or I'm sorry, resurrected, are then to gradually restore earth to a paradise. After Armageddon, unrepentant sinners are punished with eternal death, non-existence. You know what this sounds like to me? The walking dead. Does it not? You've got dead being resurrected. You've got survivors of Armageddon trying to rebuild the planet. Huh. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You know, unrepentant sinners Good with metaphor. E- eternal death, non-existence. After you kill a zombie, it's gone forever. Hmm. Interesting. Thank you, Jehovah's Witnesses, for The Walking Dead. <laughs> Here's the thing about Jehovah's Witnesses. They have their own Bible. They had to write their own Bible. I mean, they, they took a lot of stuff out of the Bible that they believed, but at least they're unrepentant about it. Like, most people just take stuff out of the Bible that they believe and disregard the rest and still say they believe the whole thing even though they don't. The Jehovah's Witnesses took what they wanted, wrote the rest of it themselves, called it the Bible, and said, hey, this is just what we believe. Screw you. Yeah. Now, I don't go to church, but I am a licensed minister, mm. and I do play one on TV. <laughs> so, I do know my Bible much better than most people that go to church, which really irks a lot of people and pisses a lot of people off when they get into theological discussions with me. One day, a couple of Jehovah's Witnesses knocked at my door. Mm. They come in twos, never more, never less. They're like Siths. But there's usually an old one and a young one because the young one's out to proselytize. The old one's there to make sure that they say all the right shit and don't get caught up with any questions. They're going to make them question their beliefs. Wow. Now, I'm not trying to come across as hostile, but I realize maybe I am. Do I sound hostile? A little bit. A little bit. I'm on one today. I don't know what it is. You really are. I'm really into this today. I'm really feeling this. (laughs) So... This little old lady and this young woman came to my door one day. And they said, do you mind if we share with you the gospel of Jesus Christ? I'm like, and at that point I was, I was newly pagan. And, I was very, and I've always been interested in the study of religion. Maybe over the practice of it. So I'm like, sure, what do you got? <laughs> and they started reading. Now, keep in mind, I know my Bible. And I know what the scriptures say. And if you're reading me something that doesn't make sense, I'm going to know. Because mm-hmm. I grew up 
since I can remember in church reading the Bible and listening to it, and that shit is ingrained in my head, you know. So, they start reading me a scripture, and there's something not right. I'm like, hang on, hold up a second. What version of the Bible are you reading out of? Now, it was the young woman that was reading to me. At this point, don't encourage them to go on the desk. (laughs) Just tell your story. At this point, the older lady steps in front of the younger lady. And now, granted, all I said was, what version of the Bible are you reading out of? And she goes, well, if you'll look in your King James version of the Bible, you'll see it. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a second. Wait a tick. <laughs> I never said anything about the King James Version of the Bible. Oh, we got that little meow right on, <laughs> on the thing. That was cool. And uh, holy crap. I mean, she got angry, and she got angry quick. Something tells me she ran into this before. Now, I will admit, when I was a Christian, I did stick pretty close to the King James Version of the Bible, because even though even at that time I knew it was flawed, it was the closest thing I felt that we had to an actual manuscript of God's Word. So yeah, maybe I was getting at that, but she knew. She knew that's what I was getting at, and she attacked me for it. In all the godly love she could muster, she attacked me for it. Man, what are you doing over there, Lady Belladonna? Trying to keep the kittens out of the You're cords. making a lot of noise. Sorry, there were lots of kittens. I'm talking cords. like Mitch Hedberg for some reason. <sighs> anyway. She did not like that I brought that up. And here's, here's a telltale. And I don't care if it's religion or a sports team or, or whatever. You will find out how much faith someone has in what they're saying by challenging it. If they're willing to have a conversation with you and they're willing to talk to you and maybe explain things to you and answer your questions, they're pretty confident whatever they say they're going to believe in. Yeah. Whether it's I like this TV show or I like this book or I like this religion or this God's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. If you question it and you immediately get somebody being defensive or angry... There's not a lot of... You're messing with their programming. They don't believe it the way they say they do. There's not a lot of conviction behind their belief. Yeah, but you're messing with their Because you're pissing them off. Yeah. Um, We're talking about The Walking Dead. Yeah. My brother stopped watching The Walking Dead because they they kept going, Jesus! And it pissed him off because he was Christian. And he didn't stick around long enough to see the character, Jesus. Well, and the thing was... (laughs) Right, And the thing was, I wasn't even Christian when we had this conversation, but he wanted to know why I wasn't pissed about it. Because your family was in denial that you weren't Well, they still are. They still are. But my answer to that was, even if I was, that stuff never bothered me as a Christian. Because I can't expect the entire world to revolve around what I think. Right. I don't know why I'm the only person that thought of that. Let me break this down for you. The world does not revolve around what you think. And if you think that, I'm sorry. (laughs) But somebody at some point, at some place in your life is going to question it. Yeah. 
The only time, and if, you, if you're Christian, you want to think about this. The only time in the Bible that Jesus got royally pissed off was when they were selling shit in the temple and making a mockery of what was supposed to be Christian. Well, not Christian at the time, but they were making a mockery of their own religion. Right. It's the only time he got pissed. He never got pissed when somebody asked him a question. He never got pissed when he got, you know, nobody wanted to listen or whatever. He told the disciples, if you go to a town and they don't want to listen to you, dust the dust, dust, dust of that town off your feet and move on to the next one. He didn't say get pissed. He didn't say argue. He didn't say yell at them. Right. So accept it and move on. Protest their funerals. No, no, yeah, protest. Let's let's hold signs up and protest, you fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, burn the town to the ground. Yeah, we'll that was it. Old Testament God. He, you know, he got he got softer in his old age. Yeah, because in the Old Testament, he was telling people to wipe people off the face of the earth, and there was no man, woman, child, and cows. All their possessions. That there was no sign of left that 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 uh, people even existed. And if you take anything that was there, he's going to kill you too. Yeah, that doesn't jive with me. No. Those are two different gods. You're you're getting them confused. That's a that's a wrathful god of vengeance. That ain't the god you're talking about in the New Testament. Yeah, but okay. that's something else entirely. I didn't yeah. mean. I guess this couldn't be about the afterlife without getting into religion. Okay. You know. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Islam. Hmm. And I'm going to tread lightly here. Do. Because yeah. The Islamic belief in the afterlife, as stated in the Quran, is descriptive. The Arabic word for paradise is Jannah, and hell is Jannam. Their Did level. You just say the same word twice. Jannah and Jannam. Wow. I think I went to school with those dudes. <laughs> Jannah and Jannam. They were twins. They were foreign exchange students. Mm. He. They hung out with Salmonella, my buddy, and his girlfriend Amanda hug and kiss. Mm. Their level of comfort while in the grave depends wholly on their level of iman or faith in the one almighty creator or supreme being, Allah. In, in order for one to achieve proper, firm, and healthy iman, one must practice righteous deeds or else his level of iman chokes and shrinks and eventually can wither away if one does not practice Islam long enough. Hence the depth of practicing Islam is good deeds. One may also acquire uh, tasbih, and recite the names of Allah in such a manner um, as uh, Allah, glory to be to Allah, over and over again to acquire good deeds. I'm seeing a, uh, I'm seeing a common trait here. That you are judged on your deeds, yeah. good or bad, yeah. no matter what. No matter what religion it is. And I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to go into it anymore because it's all the same. Yeah. Um, Every religion, it seems, shares the same precepts of if you're good and you do what they tell you to do, you go to heaven. But if you're bad and you don't follow the rules, you go to some kind of hell. Yeah. Again, it's, it's very works-based, very deeds-based. You know, and I can only... Go ahead. I just don't understand, though, why what we do... What we do here matters. Well, there's two schools of thought on that. There is the thought that what we do here doesn't matter because the afterlife is the afterlife. The other school of thought is 
everything we do here has something to do with what happens after. And I kind of believe that. I don't believe necessarily in being good and going to heaven or being bad and going to hell. But I do believe that everything we do in this life matters in the life, the next life that we're going to have or the afterlife or whatever you call it. It's kind of like a Christmas carol. When Marley comes back and he tells Scrooge, all of these chains that I'm wearing, every link is something shitty that I did in this life. He didn't say shitty, but you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no. But it's something basically. I, someone I cheated or some bad thing that I did added to it. He goes, and as of this time in hell, you're changed twice as long as mine already. Right. You know? Because you're a bigger bastard than I ever was. Right. There's something to that in a karmatic sense. Now, I'm not saying you're going to heaven or hell for being good or bad. I don't believe that. But there is a karmatic essence there of what's going to happen next. Nothing we do is without consequence. I just had this conversation with somebody today, too. And they were saying, I don't mind doing what I want to do and making the decisions that I make. What bothers me is when I have to face the consequences of those decisions. Right. And that's one of the most honest things I've ever heard. Because that's, that's true. Yeah. That's humans. I want to do what I want to do, but I don't really want to face the consequences of it. And it starts from the time that we're little tiny kids. Well, yeah, I'm that's gonna why still we lie. Know. Yeah, that's, you don't have to be taught to lie. You automatically know how to do it. Well, that's why. It's I, a default I trait. I mean, Connie's lying with the things that she does when she's looking at you and pretending she's not reaching for oh, something. Oh, my God. You know? Yes. Or, you know, did you steal the cookie? No, I didn't steal the cookie. Well, there's cookie crumbs on your face. I don't know where those came from. Yeah. <laughs> and it never goes away. Yeah. Because hu- humans in general, with maybe some exceptions, but I don't think I've ever met one, you will lie your ass off to get your ass out of trouble. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. And if you think you can get away with it. Or get what you want. Yeah. But we're not going to politics, so we won't talk about that. Right. But... Why do we do it? It's ingrained in us because we want what we want, but when it comes, we don't want consequences. And maybe that's why we make a heaven and a hell because, well, if you don't want consequences, we're going to make consequences for you, you know? But I do believe that everything you do in this life has consequences, but it's, it's a karmatic thing, but it's all at the same time. And this is where I'm going to sound like I'm double talking. It's all relative. Well, yeah. Because if I'm doing what's right for me, whether you think it's wrong or not, it's still right for me. And I can't be responsible for anybody's feelings but my own. Sure. You know? Yeah. I can care what other people think, sometimes to a fault. Yeah. But as far as me being able to control how you feel, I, I can't do that. That that shouldn't be my responsibility. And it's not. For anybody. It's not. You know? Yeah. Whether it's your mom or dad or your husband or your wife or your kids or your teacher, anybody. You know, you can only do what's right for you. Now, here's the downside of that. Sometimes what's right for you is the extermination of millions of a certain millions of people of a certain race, like Adolf Hitler. He thought he was in the right. He wasn't, but that was his perspective. But I have a feeling that he was insane. Oh, yeah. Because and I bet, and his karma was a bitch because he had to pay for it. They thought he had like syphilis. Or so, yeah, syphilis that affected was eating his brain. His brain. 
And so, don't get me. I am in no way defending what Hitler did no, at, no, no, at no, all, no, no, ever. No, no, no I am no, not. No. I'm just saying. But that that's where it becomes relative. Because History, he thought and, he was right. Yeah. And I'm not defending any. But, what, okay, let's get away from Hitler because I'm backing myself in a corner. I don't yeah, agree with are. any of that. But when you have two sides that are at war, the winner writes history. Yeah. And they both think they're right, no matter yeah. what. For instance, and oh my God, I really don't, I shouldn't go into this, but I'm going, I'm diving in head first into this. Yesterday was Columbus Day. Right. And I'm really close friends with a lot of natives. Guess who doesn't like Columbus Day? I don't blame them. I don't either. I, I, and I'm going to say this because it was funny. Somebody posted, one of my native friends posted on Facebook today a meme that said, Columbus can eat my entire ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was funny. History is written by the victors. You don't hear about all the shitty but stuff you, that happened. You know? Wasn't Columbus looking for India? Columbus didn't even know where the fuck he was. And the Vikings, and I talked to this, I talked to my friend about this yesterday. The Vikings were here before Columbus. Yeah. And the Vikings raped and pillaged and left. They had the decency to say, hey, we're Vikings. That's what we do. Columbus came in. Hey, I'm going to rape and pillage. And I'm going to stick around until your kids get old enough. And I'm going to rape and pillage them, too. We're going to carry that on for a few generations. Like every generation. Like every, yeah. And, you know? But uh, that's the thing. I, I don't know. I know that history is written by the people that win. Absolutely. And, and I've really been in this thing lately where I'm discovering that the whole of human history as we know it is bullshit. Yeah. It's fallacies. It's incorrect. It's assumptions. It's guesses. It's untrue. And a lot of it we'll never be able to prove. Just like the afterlife. Nobody knows. Right. But a lot of shit happened on this planet before recorded history. And, a lot of, and, and we'll never know what it was. We can guess from the things that we find, but a lot of that, unfortunately, has been destroyed Yeah. through religion, through whatever. You know, I don't agree with this group of people. I'm going to make it so they never existed. No, oh, you mean there's a whole island where women are in charge. Let's kill them and burn their history. Yeah, exactly. Well, there was probably many things like that. Yeah. You know, when the, uh, when the Catholics got here and discovered that in all these native tribes that the women were the leaders. Thought, well, this can't possibly be oh, right. that they didn't care that people were transgender. Exactly. So. This can't be right. You know, I don't know. It, it's, it's a convoluted, it's a convoluted, I don't even know how I got into history here other than we're supposed to be talking about the afterlife. Right. But all I'm saying is. Tangents. We're going to run back right to where we started. I don't have the answers. I got a lot of opinions. Yeah. That's all anybody has. It's true. So, man, I and I I I feel weird about episodes like this cuz I feel preachy and I'm not <laughs> trying to be. What? You're so very preachy. I'm not trying to be, cat's but going to burn himself. What I always but what I always come back to and I've said this several times on this podcast, figure out what you believe for yourself. Figure out what you know for yourself. And if you don't know, don't be afraid to admit that you don't. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And anybody that gets angry at you for asking questions, you need to run the other way because that person really doesn't know, but they want to convince you that they do. Yeah, definitely. That's the best advice I can give you. And if you believe something, own it, believe it, hold on to it, cherish it, and don't let anybody change it. 
Yeah. I mean, unless you're totally wrong, which well, I can't say either But way, that's the whole thing. We're still learning. So if you learn yes. something from them. You should learn something every day. Yeah. Because when you stop learning, you're dead. Yes. And even then, according to some religions after you're life. You're still learning. You're still learning shit. It all works out great. So, I think we've said quite enough. We've said a few mouthfuls. Mm-hmm. Don't you? Do yeah. you agree? Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to add or say? No. Nothing? No. Okay. So, um, I guess we're going to draw this to a close. We are... Uh, I want to mention our outro music is performed by one of my favorite bands ever, Nanami Ozone. Check them out on YouTube. Follow them on Instagram because they're awesome. And uh, we're going to sign off. We're wrapping our first October episode. Stay tuned because in a few days, we're going to do our second one. And I'm not even going to tell you what it's about yet because it's going to be cool. And uh, yeah, we're going to sign off from the Missile Silo. I am Jasperino. Joined, as always, by the Lady Belladonna, the mistress of all things dark and macabre. Our silent partner, Orchid, Mickey, and Mallory, hanging out with us tonight. Um, I will leave you with the music, musical stylings of Nanami Ozone. Stay cool and uh, go buy a Halloween costume. <laughs>